Hey, everybody. Welcome to This Is Not A Meeting. Hey, grab a chair, have a seat around the table. Uh, we are a community talking about sobriety, recovery, overcoming challenges every single day. And we are excited that you are here with us. We don't claim to be experts. We're walking this journey with you, and we're just trying to become our best selves. My name is Scottage, and around the table we have... Big Joe. Jimbo. All right. And this week we have come to the table, and we are talking about fear. More importantly, overcoming the fear. Overcoming it, of course. When it comes to fear, fear is such a huge topic, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things that's just major. But what I find is interesting is everybody has their own little pet fear, that, that no matter how <laughs> be fair. That, yeah. I mean, oh, I got a big one. I mean, my, mine is spiders. You know, it's like there is no such thing as a small spider. I don't care how big or how big you or small you want to try and sell this thing. I, I, li- I actually lived in a house that had, it was really close to some wooded areas. And it had these, what I call, I actually named them. I mean, they're called the mantra. But, uh, but they were these wood <laughs> spiders that were... They were literally leg to leg, probably a good four or five inches Mm. wide, you know, hairy as all get out. They looked like, they'd look like just brown and black tarantulas is what they looked like. And they would, I would be sitting on the couch and I'd look over and I'd just see one. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm I'm jumping off the couch. The one time, the best one was whenever I, I went down. And I opened the bat the bathroom door because it was one of these old Cape Cod houses in Western Pennsylvania here where where the bit the it was a Pittsburgh bathroom, you know. So the so the bathroom's in the basement and and the shower, all that stuff. Basement. So there's no no bathrooms anywhere else. I opened the door and I saw the flipping thing sitting right above the toilet on the ledge, right above the toilet. <laughs> I closed the door and said, No, I'm not <laughs> Are you hot before I come in there? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going in. He's he's in there. It's it's occupied. Okay. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. <laughs> but then I got my courage up and I said, okay, no, I'm going in. I went and I got a shoe. Well, it was either that or a soiled pair of pants, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know? And and after seeing him, I may have soiled myself anyway. So so I go get the shoe. I walk in, and I I raise the shoe to get up on to to hit him from down on you know from from above on the ledge. When I when I start to bring the shoe down, he books, right? But he he's so fast, runs off the ledge into midair, spreads his wings out, and just does this like parachute thing. I'm shouldn't say wings, but his his legs like they were wings. Does this parachute thing down to the floor, and and I'm I'm already out of the bathroom door. Okay, ready. <laughs> as soon as he ran, I ran. You know. <laughs> And uh, so I see him now, he's on the floor, and I went over there with that shoe, and I, I judged it right, and I smashed the crap out of him. I mean, I didn't have the shoe on my foot, it was in my hand. I, I must have jackhammered him like 50-some times into that tile. I'm like, you're not coming back, you're not coming back, I don't care who you are. It was, oh, it was... It's it was traumatic. That's funny. I mean, I have a similar story. Uh, it's not spiders, but I have a fear of heights. My family, we like to go around to different ballparks, and I think we were in Boston. There's a big Ferris wheel on the water. Well, my son and my wife love them, love heights. I'm like, let's go ride on it. Let's go ride on it. I'm like, no, I'm not riding <laughs> on it. You guys are out of your flipping mind, and my legs are already shaking thinking about it. You know. And finally, they talked me into getting on this thing. So the build-up, the 20-minute wait in line to get on it. Uh, we finally get on it, and we get about halfway around or halfway up to get to the top, and Bryce wants to switch sides. And I 
I lost it. Come over and sit on my side. Don't you dare move. Don't you dare move. And Heidi's looking at me and she's like, well, it'd be a good picture, Joe. I'm like, you don't move out of that seat. Don't you dare move out of that seat. And now they're making fun of me because I got one hand grass to the side and now Heidi wants to start cracking jokes. And I'm like, tweaking out. I'm just not a fan of heights. But didn't you do that Chicago building where- Oh, where the glass where you walk yeah. out? Yeah. Yeah, I did, and my hand was on the outside wall the whole time. I mean, I was sitting there, and if you look at my picture, my hand is out of the picture because I'm still holding on to the inside wall while I'm standing, I don't even know how many stories. And th- oh, it's monstrous. Yeah, you're, but you're standing like on a, a piece Sears of- Sears Tower? Yeah, the Sears Tower. Is that it? Yeah. And you're standing on a piece of glass. Yeah, like, I saw that online. You, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> like, I'm 300 plus pounds. If you want me to stand on a piece of glass, hundreds of feet in the air, and like with other people, and with other people, and looked out through that glass. No, but you did it holding on to the wall, <laughs> like I was going to be able to hold myself. You know what I mean? I should have just went out there and jumped and got it over with. <laughs> My legs are going numb right now. <laughs> But yeah, to conquer that fear, I mean, it's tough. But well, the nice thing about it is like, yes, I was holding on to the side or yes, I was a really ignorant asshole (laughs) as I was going around that Ferris wheel. Um, And my wife and son can attest to that. But when you get to the bottom, the sense of satisfaction for that comes out of like, yeah, I did that. I did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rip off my shirt and I got the Superman cape on. Like, yeah, I was up there. Oh, man. <laughs> and then you got to watch telling that story in front of my wife because she's like, Joe, you remember how scared you were doing it? <laughs> Instant call out. <laughs> well, yeah, after I killed that spider, I was ready for them to play the Rocky theme. You know, it was oh, yeah, like, oh, man. T- T- I just took, bring it on. Bring it on. Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Jimbo? You got it. You are you are you fearless? No, and mine doesn't even logically make any sense. Uh, <laughs> is it like styrofoam or something like that? Down that ballpark, for sure. I have an irrational fear of cotton, dry cotton. Really? So if you can imagine, like the spreading of a cotton ball. How do you wear clothes? Not that kind of cotton, like a cotton ball or a Q-tip. Really? So if you take like a cotton ball with dry hands and stretch it apart, yeah, I'd rather run through a wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's... And my funny story with my fear is I tend to tell a lot of people that this is my fear, and it two times has bitten me quite literally in the ass where we were on a family vacation at a lake house and we were talking one night we were all up late telling each other our fears and i mentioned my cotton fear i woke up the next morning (laughs) with tampons q-tips and cotton balls taped all over my body (laughs) it was the most terrifying way to wake up i've ever experienced in my life and then most recently they decorated for the holidays at my office and they had that fake snow which is all dry. oh right cotton. yeah that cotton Ugh. yeah so it was everywhere and they had even had these snowballs so every time i would go to the bathroom or go to lunch i would come back and pull out my seat and there'd be four or five snowballs sitting on my chair oh man <laughs> and i was just like i can't even touch it to get it off my chair i had to call the person over that did it and have her remove the it's just like something about it. So, like, to clean my ears with a Q-tip, I have to be, like, immediately out of the shower. Within 10 seconds, the Q-tip has to be in my ear or it ain't happening. Because putting a dry Q-tip in your ear, oh, just the thought of it. Oh, that's one of my favorite parts of the day. 
Oh my gosh. A dry Q tip? <laughs> I love Q tips. <laughs> like, I buy them at Costco in bulk. If I could still be in the shower as the water's running, that would be ideal. But oh, you put a dry Q tip in your Then you're just near sticking me. water in your ear. I know, but uh, <laughs> something dry. And, it doesn't make sense, like I said, but oh my goodness. The, Boxers or briefs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when That's it comes to those crazy fears, obviously there's some things. A lot deeper than heights and spiders and cotton that scare people. <laughs> cotton. But the nice thing, even the three of us joking around talking about these fears is when it's something deeper on a deeper level that's crippling you or preventing you from doing something, the biggest key component, at least in my experience, is, is trying to be aware of it. The fact that I know what it is, that's a major hurdle in its own right, where you can't overcome something unless you're able to actually pinpoint and know what it is. And I don't know if you guys can relate to that, but Joey, like you said, that sense of accomplishment when you get through it is awesome. But at the very beginning stages of it, having that awareness, because when it comes to a deeper level on the alcoholic or the addict that's still struggling with fears of crippling fears where we don't want to have those feelings or the numbness so we continue to use, once we're able to pinpoint the problem or the fear things slowly get better where, to me anyways, it's not as scary or not as fearful if I at least am able to accept and know what it is. Does that make sense when I Mm -hmm. say it that way? And basically by identifying that fear, I'm able to basically, even by telling strangers that I work with or friends at a lake house that I fear cotton, I'm getting it out there. I'm letting the earth, I don't know how to even say it, but letting the outside world know, hey, I'm afraid of this. So it doesn't take me by surprise unless you wake up eight hours later with cotton taped all over your body <laughs> but it's Which is a, a way of getting over your fear it was but it didn't help joey because i still fear the cotton big <laughs> you know i was i just looked this up and there's there's actually a name for that fear did you know that of dry cotton of cotton balls Nuh-uh. yeah it's they a, name everything anymore. it's a donglobophobia you made that word up. What's no, <laughs> no, I'm gonna put a link into the uh, in the show notes for this. Sedonglobophobia. Um, it's also called bambok bambakophobia, where bambaki stands for the cotton in Greek, while phobos means the dread or fear. Ooh, I have it. That's a- <laughs> I got it. I got. I got the. I would like to pronounce it, but I don't think I can. Yeah, do it. I was about to say the word, but I didn't yeah. Know. Well, you have to read it to say it. I think. Uh. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna. I'll put show notes in for everybody. Scared of heights, probably from carnival rides. There you go, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's called acrophobia. Another thing that scares me about like a Ferris wheel: the sway, yeah. the mm. wind, and who does the maintenance on them? Like, <laughs> I want to meet the guy that's maintaining this thing. Like, before I get on it. Like, did you grease it? Did you check? Do you ride roller coasters? I used to until I'm too fat to sit in a seat. (laughs) (laughs) But do you trust those maintenance men that take care of the roller coaster? Well, you're on a track. Somebody's got to maintain that track. Well, you're on the track in a Ferris wheel, too. Yeah. I think your fear is almost as irrational as mine. Centrifugal force. And you're tall. Like, a tall person shouldn't be scared of heights. Like, that should be, that should be a short person's fear. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also fat, too, so... I mean. <laughs> so small spaces should be your fear. I get that. <laughs> like elevators. You should be afraid of those. I like elevators. Until, until you get in the glass one. <laughs> like Willy Wonka. Yeah, the glass one on the outside of the building. I'd like to see you in that. <laughs> A big part of me getting uh, sober, too, was the fear of everything that came along with it. I mean, for 
what was it, 14, 15 years of my drinking, I hung out with the same crowd, same people, did the same thing. So the fear of change was driving me not to give up my addiction, you know? I mean, but you get to the other side of it and you rip that shirt off and you got the Superman symbol on you. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, it was so much better, but the whole fear of getting to where I'm at today was tough. I mean, it definitely scared the shit out of you. I mean, remember, I'll never forget when Jim walked outside because he was living in the frat house at my house at the time. And I'm sitting there... Uh, smoking a bowl. Like I didn't. I didn't want to change everything. He's like, you gotta change your sobriety. Like, you ain't. They, you ain't sober. I'm like a oh, bullshit. I quit drinking. What if I give this up and then you know? Then, what do I do then? Then what, man? What, how do I cope with my fears? Then? <laughs> Have your wife make fun of you? Well, <laughs> no, but um, does some of this come down to that idea of living living life on life's terms? You do. You find those things that whether if it's fear or not, you're you're avoiding. You know, it's some sort of an avoidance tactic to try and say, look, I'm not I'm not dealing with that, even right. though that's reality. The reality is right in front of you, you know, and you've got a, you, the, the spider's on top of the toilet. OK, I mean, <laughs> and the reality is you have to go. You know, <laughs> What else are you going to do? There's one toilet. You know, you've got to go in and say, look, this is my damn bathroom and get out. You know, so how do you get to that place where you where you can just, you know, you talk about grabbing the bull by the horns quite often. How do you do that? You can trick yourself a lot of times and reading online and suggestions on overcoming fear. A lot of recurring themes that you'll see out there is comes up with gratitude. Like a lot of people fear public speaking. But on the flip side of that, people get to hear your message. So mm. it may be a crippling fear and you don't want to go out there. But what if you got something pretty important to say? That's pretty awesome that they took the time out to invite you to speak to them. So why don't you be put a list? I and mean, we joke about all the time around Thanksgiving time in the meetings. It comes up as topics all the time, gratitude. And everybody groans because it's like, oh, it's going to be a happy-go-lucky meeting. Especially everybody, when it comes up in like June. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Everybody's uh, Nobody wants to look at the gratitude of things. But if you're able right. to realize, like, if you put down a gratitude list of why I'm doing this, like, especially big things like public speaking or doing all these things, on the flip side, if you can flip that coin and get the gratitude of why it's actually a good thing, the fear doesn't seem as insurmountable, I should right. say. Well, and I, I think too, if you can get to that place where you, you're angry at the fear, you know, and you're just, you're just pissed that that fear is holding you back. You know, to, to quote Bob Goff, he, he just put it out one time. It was a three little three letter word, but uh, our three little phrase, but it just said, fear is a punk. That's four words, but, <laughs> but fear, fear is a punk. And it is, you know, there is, there is nothing that can, that holds you back more than your own fear. And and if you can just get angry at that fear and say, look, you're not controlling me anymore. You're not you're not going to own this anymore. Run the worst case scenario. What's the worst case that happens? You know? fall into a pit of cotton balls. <laughs> right. That well, would be pretty awful. Uh, fall from the top of the Ferris wheel to your death. Okay, you've got a point on that one. But the, the <laughs> cotton balls. Like, what happens with the cotton balls? Because that happens every day, right? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> That happens all the time. Ferris wheels just start rolling down the road. I know. You see it all the time on the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least three, four times a week, Ferris wheels completely. People, people are just screaming. and yeah, It's chaos know. all over the place. <laughs> Runaway Ferris wheels. <laughs> Piggybacking, though, what you were saying, though, like 
being pissed off at that fear, eventually, if you're able to rationalize it in the slightest bit and you say to yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? A lot of times you're able to plunge through and fight through that stuff. And like we keep joking about our spiders and our Ferris wheel and cotton and stuff, but like- Don't joke about the spiders. Yeah, it's not scary. If, (laughs) If there's something legitly that's got you stuck right in the moment, like if you're able to take that deep breath, we always talk about on this show, but taking that deep breath- and realizing what's the worst that's possibly going to happen here. And again, alcoholic mindset, I can play that tape way too forward and have that doom and gloom thinking, Right. which I'm actually working on right now, but trying to keep that heart, brain, and feet all in the same place. Mm-hmm. Things are just so much better when you're able to realize this is silly. Like it's almost comical, but it's difficult because obviously there's TV shows out there, the hoarders and all those people. Like, how does it get to that point? You're always wondering, how does it get to that point? Right. I guess I can see it getting there, but now that I'm able to rationalize things a lot easier, I can say, well, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? I'm going to wake up and have cotton taped all over me? If that was the worst thing, <laughs> I so obviously survived so that. soft. No, with dry hands, I, I, don't know, I don't know how to convey to you that it's the worst feeling in the world. It makes my, uh, everything about it's awful. Well, see, heights is no big deal to me. Oh, I could do heights all day. I could yeah. care less about heights. I used to short. go down. I used to go down <laughs> on the, uh, which means I should be more scared of it. But I, we used to go down on the pillars on the train tracks, you know. And I took a friend of mine down there, where I grew up, down no in Beaver way. County. There was train tracks down there, <laughs> and we you, we could go out to the middle of the bridge, and there was a there was a ladder that took you down to the pillars down there. And I used to go down all there. What if you down, trip? I took my slingshot. We used to shoot them at barges, you know, listen for that bwang. Yeah, but what if you tripped? They had a big trestle up a Then I fall into some water, you know? <laughs> what's, 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 I mean, I had a friend, I took a friend. Some of us used to go down That's there regularly. This one guy, he, he didn't go down very much, but he was always fearful how, for how close I would get to the edge. But it just never bugged me. You know, I've got a picture of, of the Grand Canyon where I, used, I went over right to the edge of one of the cliffs and I just sat down on it. No way. It, it I, was I mean, cool. I was at the cliffs some more. It's one of the coolest feelings to just sit there. A good swift. Breeze and you're dead? a breeze. Yeah, I, I was I was going about two forty five, two fifty back then. I mean, the breeze breeze was not going to take. When me. I was uh, at the Cliffs of Moher in Ireland, and I, I'm afraid of heights, I actually laid down and shimmied myself to, the edge to, look, <laughs> to over. look over. I mean, but I was also hungover, probably still drunk at the time, so I was afraid of stumbling over the. Cliffs. Your world was swirling anyway. <laughs> That's how I get close to an edge. Down on body all, crawl, right? Body crawl, the body crawl. Uh. And I mean, I was dirty. <laughs> he like, really I just gets got into the experience. Working. Um, <laughs> well, good for you to face it. I feel like I had to do it. I mean, when am I going to be back in Ireland again? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to go over there. Oh, uh, it's great. So, what's your best advice there, Joe? Other than holding onto walls and laying down on the ground, what's your best advice for for how to overcome some of those fears? Nike, just do it. Nike. <laughs> <laughs> no, Proud I mean, sponsor of the pocket. No. <laughs> they need to become a sponsor. We need free shoes over here. Come on. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you got to talk yourself into it. Like Jim said earlier, your brain is a powerful, powerful thing. I mean, I've learned that in quitting drinking and exercising when I was losing weight. I mean, it's crazy. You can train your brain, and it only takes a couple of weeks. And once you get that thing trained, and that's telling yourself that story over and over, over again. and over, instead of that doom and gloom thinking, tell the story in a positive note. Right. I crushed that public speaking event. They're asking Even me to come back didn't. more. Yeah. Right. Over if, and over and over. Man, I crushed that. Boy, I, I mean, I nailed that. Like, don't. So you talk up. about it as if it's already happened. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Okay. 
just build yourself up. Don't take the easy way and say, oh, I did so bad. And it's going to keep you in that fear. Talk yourself out of it almost with your brain. Well, and that goes back to some of the stuff I've talked about before where you've got two stories. You know, there's the future holds two stories. It holds the story of where you have failed completely or it holds the story of where you have found success. And which story do you want to believe? Which, which one do you want to be aiming toward? And, and fear automatically points you towards a story of failure. You know, that's just what it's about. You know, if, if you're thinking about riding a horse, well, fear says you're going to fall off and you're going to break your neck, you know? Yep. Or it talks about, well, you know, if you're talking about public speaking, you're, you're going to go up there and, and be embarrassed and humiliated and, and for the rest of your life, no one will ever want anything to do with you or something, you know? <laughs> but if you can run that storyline and say, no, the, the other one I'm going to believe in is, is that I succeeded, that, that things went well. Right, and people you know? might... Say that you did a bad job, but it's going to be behind your back and you're never going to hear it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> back to the good old Big Joe line. <laughs> They're not going to say it to your face. But so who cares? But there's so many other people who are going to be impressed by the fact that you even got up there. Right. That are people just that are say, sitting there saying, I wish I could have did that. Right. You I know? wish I could have killed that spider. Because you know damn well Brenda wouldn't have. Uh-oh. <laughs> and there wasn't enough to even tell that it was a spider by the time I was done. <laughs> Yeah, Brenda came over, saw one spider, and she never came back. <laughs> she we, we were, I we, remember we were dating us. at the time, and she's like, yeah, I never went back. I That's saw so one of those. That's so funny you both have the same fear, because I remember the one night here, she found a spider, and didn't she stay up for like two days straight looking for spiders? Oh, yeah, because nobody was home. Yeah, yeah Star, Star and I were gone, and she's like, she didn't want to go to bed. She didn't want to sleep. She's like, I'm not going to sleep. Whatever thing comes up on the bed. Fears are tough, though. They I mean, are. They are, and especially whenever you can't find a rationality to them. You know, I think, Jimbo, I think that that's kind of part of your gig is like, where do you find the rationality to say, what, what is it about this thing that could possibly even hurt me? Well, it, it can't, but my God, it has, a, it has a hook in me somehow. Right. And that's where, and I'm not a religious man or a spiritual man, I'm a midget when it comes to that stuff, but a lot of people will attempt to pray or meditate to get that those crazy thoughts and those irrational fears out where if you can just turn it over to anybody, even if you try bouncing it off another friend or family member and they have no idea, like I can't go with my (laughs) example because it's so silly, but like I can't talk to somebody about a cotton fear, but (laughs) if it's something that's crippling. Because someone like me will make fun of you. (laughs) Exactly. So I have to meditate and hope it goes away. (laughs) But what I'm saying, like those big life changing, altering events that have you crippled in fear, if you turn it over to a higher power or meditate or find a way to just basically release it. And it's that same philosophy that we talk about all the time on here, that stinking thinking. If we can hit that pause button, even for a moment, we talk about all the time, obviously this is not in a meeting, but step three, but basically turning it over. Something greater than myself has to relieve me of this alcoholism. Well, how strong can community be in that? Oh, that's... Well, you know, I mean, on a- two people at this table who I trust as my community laugh at my comment here. <laughs> so sometimes you may have to go a little deeper. Well, you can, uh, both of you guys aren't afraid of heights. That's true. <laughs> right. So, but, but community for big stuff, absolutely. But is even huge. you putting it out there, I mean, is is huge step. Like, like we said, is a huge step. Just like whenever you finally admit you're an alcoholic. There right. could be progress from that point. Yeah. Like, Once you let the earth know. Now there can be some progress. Now well, you can now make fun of me for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you're facing it solo, though? You almost have to 
remember the fact that there's a community behind you that thinks right. you can make it through this. I don't think that you need to do Because they're not all there cheering you on. As a marshal, I mean, we don't like to do anything solo. I mean, <laughs> I'll offer Bryce anything under the sun to get him to ride with me to go do toes when he's home. But you want that snicker bar, don't you? I mean, we don't, we don't like to be alone. So I don't feel that you need to go through anything alone in life. I mean, there's always someone there. But sometimes you are in a spot where you're by yourself. Not, and Not in this day and age. Dude, I did not have somebody coming along with me to go to the bathroom. I didn't. You know? It's just- <laughs> It was not a gang toity, you know? I mean, we just, it was, all right, I got to I gotta get through me. this. FaceTime me. Yeah, okay, yeah. Waste up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> Terrible suggestion, I think. But Shit you do. There's, there's times where, I mean, yes, you can call somebody, I guess, and that's that would maybe be a, a small piece of having somebody with you. But if you leave that bathroom, okay? Defeated. And then you get back in there. And that spider's gone. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> a sense of mystery of where. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you wouldn't be sitting down on a toilet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, as a kid, my fear was that there was a snake in the toilet. That Ooh. the snake would come up out of that hole while I was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, I, I'm being honest. <laughs> it was so weird. How'd you get like over that one? I got a little older and grew up <laughs> and realized there's no way a snake could be living down there. But I had a fear yesterday. <laughs> I had a bunch of people at my house. And I'm telling Scott, I'm like, I really got to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to blow it up. Right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get go. And he's like, Joe. <laughs> he's like, you're in your own house. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get go. He's like, get a bucket and go to the woods. I'm like, I would feel so much more comfortable down there. <laughs> I was like, because if I go on the first floor, that's where all the adults are hanging out. I said, if I go on the second floor, you know those kids are going to call me out and come tell everybody. So I'm like. <laughs> on that disgusting note. <laughs> well, yeah, don't, not to leave you with any visuals. We, we want to thank so much the generous and kindness of, and generosity of FTBA and Big Joe's Towing for, for allowing us to sit around here and talk about toilets <laughs> and, and, and our deepest fears that um, none of us can really find very fearful if you look at it logically and do us a favor go back out to our fan page and let us know one of your irrational fears absolutely yeah, i'll put that i'll put that on our, our group page i'd like to sure. hear anything that can compare to ferris wheels cotton and spiders <laughs> But we're all still here at the table. We're able to laugh about it and get through it. So yeah, it can be done. And make it a safe space. I mean, don't, you know, don't flame somebody because of a fear that they have and you don't think that they should. But I'd love to read some of the people's fears out there for sure. Yeah, and we'll get um, on the show links. We're going to put the uh, the definition of some of these fears, acrophobia, arachnophobia, and uh, the fear that Jimbo has that I just can't pronounce uh we're gonna get that up on the on the uh, show notes as well as a picture i'm gonna throw up that picture of the when i sat on the edge of the grand canyon and uh and i will leave you the ability to try to find me it's a bit of a where's waldo thing because the picture is so big but um how about when brenda took it there was a guy that said see that see that guy out there yeah you're not allowed to do that (laughs) (laughs) see I'm going to use that when I go out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, check out the website, check out the Facebook page, subscribe, download, share, do what you can. And also don't forget about uh, Sheree Allen's GoFundMe page. It's still on the group page. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thanks for being a part of this community. We enjoy it. Uh, We love you. And we will talk to you later.